This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Who can go to trap sunset? Trap sunset. Trap sunset. Trap dunson. Hey, bro, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Ween Dog. What's up, dude? Uh, things are going good. I got a big, uh, big news coming soon about uh, some major, major TV deal I got going on. So uh, happy about that. I'll probably let you guys know next week. So that's why we didn't do the show Tuesday. That's why I'm telling you, not just to brag, but to let you know. That, but I'm committed to making this the best podcast ever. So we have it on Thursday. Um, I want to thank our sponsor, Speedweed. Listen, people, marijuana is legal in California, and there's no reason you should have to leave your house to smoke. Okay, you can get it delivered. How cool is that? Because I'm mean, telling you, cops have been cracking down on DUIs, and you get you go to the dispensary, and there's some hot chick behind the thing. These bud tenders, they have them now, mm-hmm. and they go, "Hey, why don't you try this? Why don't you try that?" Before you know it, you're stoned as hell. You get in your car, and now it's twenty thousand dollars. You get fired from your job. Your wife leaves you. Your dog wants runs away. Your cat, you know, it's just horrible. It's so don't do any of that. Okay. Go to speedweed.com. They got the best flour. They got best vape. They got CBD oil. They got marijuana. They got cookies. They had weed beef jerky, uh, marijuana beef jerky that I ate. I have CBD chapstick that I use. Oh, okay. I need that. <laughs> I need the CBD chapstick. CBD chapstick. I, I love it. Okay. I have everything from, you name it, uh, between the candies and the cookies and the and the vape pens. and it, it's, 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 it's a smorgasbord out there. Okay. So. Check them out, speedweed.com. Mention roasted. You get $10 off, $100 or more on the order. The guy, Gino, great guy, super guy, big fight supporter, just a great guy. Also, people, listen, people with sexual performance issues is more common than you think. Over 25% of new ED cases are guys under the age of 40. That's you people listening, most of you, all right? 40% of men by the age of 40 struggle from not being able to get and maintain an erection. That's the worst, okay? You you get a girl back or a guy back, whatever you're into, okay, or a a transgender, whatever you're into, okay? You get him back, her back, and now all of a sudden, your penis won't work. That person thinks it's them, it's you, it's or you get hard, and now it doesn't stay hard, all right? Listen, even the greatest actor in the world, Marlon Brando, rest his soul, couldn't fake an erection. He's dead, right, Brando? I yeah. think so, yeah. Okay, listen, so why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing when they can turn to instead to science and medicine? Go to 4 a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Thanks to science, ED can be optional. And by ED, I mean erectile dysfunction. I don't mean ED, okay? So HIMS connects you to real doctors with medical-grade solutions to treat ED. Well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you combat AD. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. None. No waiting room. No awkward doctor visits. No lines. Save hours. 
going to fourhims.com. It is so easy. Answer a few quick questions and chat with a doctor for confidential review. Products are shipped directly to your door. I'm telling you, being your best means performing your best. When I bang my wife, okay, uh, which I, I like to do. She, I, I think she wants it more often than I actually do bang her. But when I do, I want to give her my best bang for the buck. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't pay her, but you know what I mean. Listen, okay? It's erectile without the dysfunctional. It's just erectile. Just E. Hard made easy. Say hello to your little friend. Call the action. People, go to try hymns for a month today for just $5. We'll get you started for just 5 bucks while supplies last. See website for full details. This would cost you hundreds if you went to the doctor for a pharmacy. Go to 4hymns.com slash MMA Roast ID. MMA Roast ED. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash MMA Roast ED. 4hymns.com slash M-M-A-R-O-A-S-T-E-D. So... It's awesome. There you go. Uh, so I, it's been a good, uh, I haven't had a good week. I was in San Diego over the weekend. I love San Diego. If I wasn't in uh, the biz, as they call it, I would live there. It's just, uh, it's a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. People are nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Kat Zingano came to my show on Friday night. Really? Yeah. Looking good. Damn. So uh, a boyfriend? Yeah, he didn't look too good. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, 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 but me and Kat, me and Kat squashed a beef, which was good because she got met, you know, I had her on the podcast about two years ago and, um, she, I think I asked her if she was like, kind of chicky when she was in high school, she was a regular or if she got finger banged in the playground or whatever it was. And it was she a standard got, question. Yeah, standard, it was like, that was my opener. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then she got upset. Then I talked about Ronda Rousey gaining weight and she got mad about that, but so we, you know, she came to the show. She was super nice. She laughed at everything. She was very, and she said that she didn't know it was that. She thought it was a regular interview. Like she didn't know that, like this, it was this kind of a show. Oh, okay, uh, which is why she was a little taken by surprise. But uh, but she liked the show, and I liked her. I like I like Cat. I'm a Cat Zingano fan, and uh, it was cool having her there. Very humble. Um, and then I did a show where there was a guy. Uh, from the, he, you know, I was talking to the crowd at the end, like from the stage, and some guys like, yeah. Uh, I'm like, what do you do? He's like, I was on the Real World. I'm like, really? What did you do? He's like, I was on two episodes, and and then some guy stole my bike. I think he was Mexican. And when I was like, <laughs> and I was like, welcome to the Real World. <laughs> so, so that got a huge. That, that was fun. Oh um, my god. And then Monday and Tuesday, uh, the Dime Bar was been great. Uh, it was, you know, it's a lot of times where we have actresses come to the show, though. Like, you know, it's L.A. And like, they, what kind of actresses? Like, not like porn actresses, like real legit actresses. Uh-huh. But uh, but a lot of times they just come and like, I don't know if they're studying the comedy or like thinking, can I do it or whatever. But I was like, I was talking to the crowd. I'm like, what do you do? And the girl's like, I'm an actress. I'm like, well, act happy. <laughs> <laughs> Which was she was. She was she was she was really sweet. Um, so then uh, and then I did a show with. Uh, Flex Alexander, who was actually, I used to watch his show back in the, I think it was the 80s or early 90s called Homeboys in Outer Space. He was one of the homeboys. And this guy's been on everything, one-on-one, this and that. He hosted The Dime. And then Jeremy Piven, I've been working with Piven on on comedy and uh, helping him, giving him pointers. And uh, I'm becoming friends with Piven. Nice guy. Super nice guy. So that was cool. And uh, yeah, yeah, things are good. Uh, Except for the, we actually took the wrestling room, you know, we've actually built my garage and turned into a wrestling room. Oh, like a legit damn wrestling gym, dude. Yeah, like, like because what happened, the guy before me uh, made like a, a studio out of it. Like he was a photographer. So she, I think he, he made it way bigger. It's like a shot. You could actually Airbnb that if I, if I didn't, if, yeah. I, if I owned this place and then wasn't renting. So we, I got these free mats and we put them up and I'm, I'm super excited. The wife wasn't uh, so excited. I guess she's having a wedding shower or something and for her friend. 
and wanted to make it all like wine. She's gonna try to give her friends a tour of the house, and she's like, "This is my garage." Yeah, she's like, "How's your how's your playroom?" She calls it my playroom, <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, babe, our daughter's gonna love it out here." She's like, "She goes great. You guys can live out there." So so that didn't go very well at all. But you know what it was. I said to her and her mom over Easter, Easter Sunday, we were having brunch. I said, you know, I was thinking about doing it. I'm on the treadmill in there, and I'm like, you know, maybe I can make this into a wrestling room. And they're like, yeah, I think it's a great idea. It's a side business. You can coach, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And my wife's like, yeah, that would be so productive. So I did it. And then she's like, I didn't think you were really going to do it. Like, she thought <laughs> I was just talking like, like, she didn't think I would actually get the wrestling mats and uh-huh. hire the Mexicans and, and do all that. So, But now I'm excited to actually have practice in there. It's going to be dope. I love it. I just wanted, I mean... I saw a picture that you posted on Instagram. I was like, is that, that's not his garage, is it, with the wrestling mats behind you? I'm like, oh my God. And then I, I just saw it like 20 minutes ago. I was so surprised by how <laughs> badass it is, dude. I love it. And I've been going to jujitsu. I went to practice on, uh, I, I, you know, it's one of those things. I signed up for three days a week. I, I went once this week, which sucks. I, I should be going more. But I went yesterday. I got kind of pissed because I was rolling with this kid who was, uh, who, who was pretty good. I, I got him, you know, we did that like you start where you have a guy like in a rear naked choke and you go live from that situation okay. basically. And I, I got him the first time, you know, whatever, tapped him, we shouldn't talk about it. And then he, he got me, but I was trying to like kind of belly down and then get out of it, you know, because I know they say you put your back flat on the mat basically to get out of it and, and hip in. Uh-huh. Well, the guy followed me and I tried to spin out and he had my arm. And I was going to try to be a hero. And just at first, I was holding my arm with my right hand to try to get out of it. And then I'm like, you know what? Eventually, he got my arm. And I tapped. From armbar? Yeah, for an armbar. And then the guy didn't. I was like, don't be a hero. Don't break your fucking arm in class. Just tap. Fucking the guy didn't let go. Even so, though you're tapping? Yeah, I tapped again. Maybe because he wasn't facing me. Didn't let go. I was like, tap. And he's like, oh, my bad. You know, I think he might have been happy. Maybe it was the first guy he ever tapped and he were, got excited. Were you but, tapping him or the mat? The mat. I know because sometimes I'll have people in a submission and they'll be tapping the mat, but they're not like tapping hard enough. They're not like, they're just yeah, like yeah. tapping it lightly. I can't, I can't hear it or feel it at all. So well, Yeah, well, know. I got annoyed. Yeah, as I, can, fuck. I can see how that'd be. And then annoying. I was like, all right, now we're going on our feet and I just lateral dropped them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the feet, I have a pretty good advantage from wrestling, but uh-huh. I was like, I was like, but I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. I like it a lot. I actually like it a lot. Although yesterday we, you know, we were starting on our feet and, I think we ran over like like three girls in class that were on the. It's different in wrestling because like in wrestling when when we go live, everyone's on their feet, uh-huh. you know, in the mat. But this class had like twenty five people, and some people were starting on their feet, other people were rolling around. So it's hard to like not run into people, mm-hmm. especially if you're coming from a wrestling background. But but I like it. I like it a lot. I'm all I'm all about it. Um, I like gi. I like no gi. Uh, I got annoyed when they were grabbing my sleeves at first. I'm like, really? But I guess now, after the instructor showed us a move, I'm like, oh, that's a legitimate way. To oh, get in the gi. Down. Yeah, in the gi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Sleep noticed breath. that um, at Tenth Planet Burbank, where I trained, like we've been getting like 30, 40 people in every class. Like people just keep coming and coming, like new people. And I noticed like when people are sort of new to jujitsu, they like to like grab onto your clothes, yeah, to, yeah. like because they don't really know what to do. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves in jujitsu in no gi when they grab onto like whatever you're wearing to like get out of a, yeah. a position. No, totally. At first, I was like, "Get the fuck off my clothes, off my <laughs> shirt, you asshole!" Like, well, what are you grabbing my gi? But now, you, then you then you realize that like that's part of the yeah. This is part of it. Yeah. So, uh, what's going on with you, <sighs> man? The last couple of weeks have been kind of strange, dude. Uh, the last episode I was on was about a couple of weeks ago, and I wanted to talk about. Uh, 
the the date I went on with this girl, I remember saying something on the podcast that she wanted, for the first time ever meeting her, she wanted me to go and meet her parents inside of her house. And I was like... The Russian girl? No, this is a different girl. She's, okay. she's like a, a white girl. Right. So I'm like... The Russian girl's not white? Well, she's white, but this is like an American, okay, American yeah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was like, I don't want to freaking meet this girl's parents when I don't even know who she is. I've never met her in person yet. You never met the girl before? Not in now person. now you got to meet her parents? Yeah. Okay. That's why I said, I don't want to... I don't want. I don't really want to do that the first time. I want to no. get to know this girl That's first. That's strange. And then meet How her How old parents. is she? She's 21. Okay. And so I text her. I say, yo, girl, I, I don't want to be meeting your parents today. I just want to go out with you, go get a, uh, some coffee or something, talk a little bit, get to know you first. And then, you know, if everything goes good, then I'll meet your parents. Right. So then I text her that. She's like, okay, fine. And I go to pick her up. And she lives in this, this massive, giant house. Like right. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air <laughs> shit, dude. Uh, so I go there. I'm like a little intimidated. I'm like, oh, shit. She's freaking loaded, dude. And then she comes out. I text her, I'm here. She comes out of the house. And I see her. It's the first time seeing her ever. And she just comes and storms to my car. Doesn't even look at me in my eyeballs. Doesn't acknowledge me. Doesn't give me a hug or anything. Just storms to the car. Opens the door. Gets in. Shuts the door. I get in. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, hey, what's up? And she's like, where are we going? I'm like, how, how does she look? She's she's very attractive. She's well, why very is she talking like a, like a, like an ogre? Because she's very she was angry. She was like pissed at something. Were you late? No, I was like on time. Perfect. Okay. I'm always on time. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, are you okay? She's like, where are we going? Where are you taking me? I'm like, uh, I don't I don't know. Where do you want right. to go? And I'm like, do you want to go here? She's like, no. Do you want to go get food here? No. Do you want to go get a drink here? No. I said, do you want to go to CSUN, my school, just walk around? Because it's nighttime. It's very beautiful there at night. And she's like, no, I can't go to CSUN. I'm like, what the fuck? So I, uh. I just ended up driving her. I was like so like disturbed and angry because how she's acting in person is so different yeah. than how she's acting when so we're So where did you end up going? fucking dunkin donuts dude <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know where to go so she's like we, we gotta get we gotta get a drink soon because it's almost nine o'clock and i gotta take my medicine my pills i'm like okay. what kind of pills it's anxiety or something or depression or it's like for seizures something like that okay i don't know the dunkin donuts was where you chose yeah i'm like oh shit because now i'm starting to panic i don't know if she's acting like this before her yeah, pills yeah. and she doesn't take pills she's gonna turn into a motherfucking gremlin or something how is dunkin donuts so then how is that we go to dunkin donuts i pull over we get out of the car and we're walking up to dunkin donuts and she sees like this cup on the ground it's just like some soda cup that somebody bought from mcdonald's yeah. or something left on the, on the sidewalk and then she just charges at the cup and kicks it like an NFL kicker across the street. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And the cup was actually full to the brim with like water. So water got all over her. For no reason. Yeah, she just did it out of no out of like nowhere. You said, what are you doing? I said, what, what was that for? What are you doing? And she's like, I don't know. I just get the urge to kick things sometimes. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? And so we go to Dunkin' Donuts. She gets the water. I get some smoothie thing. And that we sat there for like 10 minutes and I just took her home. I'm like, that was... You make out with her at the end or no, nothing? No, there is no energy, no sexual tension, nothing between us. And I was like, what the fuck was this? I had a, I had a similar date like that where the girl was like so fucking annoying like talking about her son the whole time being this like actor my son's an actor blah 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 and like okay who's your son and she would not tell me who like as if I even cared like I was just trying to be nice Mm -hmm. and then finally um, uh, finally we ended up I'm like where do you want to go it was in Pasadena I'm like I don't know where to go around here this is where you live Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't know I'm like so then I I pick like 
I don't know, Dave and Buster's. Oh. I don't want to go there. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? After like asking her nine times and me getting nothing, I go, I'm taking you home. Yeah. And she started crying. Oh, oh my god! I go, listen, this is just not going to work. I'm sorry. I it's it's, it's getting late. It was like seven o'clock. <laughs> I'm like, I have to go. I'm like, I have I have work in the morning. I, like I'm a comedian. Like it was just I named like nine things, uh-huh. and then finally she's like, and then I th- then she was crying. So I took her out for Thai food because I felt bad, and then it was just the worst. It Ooh, was the worst. Yeah, that's terrible. My story does not end there, my friend. So after I went home that night, I started texting. I'm like, yo, what, what was that about? How come you didn't act like I thought you would act? Like you, how you act and portray yourself through texting and FaceTime because we used to FaceTime still, and uh, she still acted completely different. And she says, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I was just really, really nervous. I didn't know how to act. You're so handsome." I'm like, "Well, I know that, <laughs> but I've never had anybody like have such a nervous breakdown." Yeah. So I said, "You know, what? I'm, I'm going to give her a second chance because I know sometimes the nerves get the best of us." Right. Um, so I decided that I was going to meet up with her last Friday, and we would actually go out and do something for real. So Friday comes, I go pick her up, <clears throat> but this time I actually did go in her house and okay. meet her parents, which is no big deal. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, she lives in a beautiful home, beautiful house. And so we go out to, to a Mexican restaurant and then we go back to her house afterwards and we go upstairs and I'm like, we're hanging out, playing air hockey. And then I decide to show her some jujitsu moves and I'm like showing her some chokes. Yeah. And her parents are downstairs and we're upstairs. We're not in a room or anything. It's just like an up upstairs like play area and their parents are directly downstairs and she says like out loud no don't choke me like no that. really yeah. i'm like don't say that out loud i'm like this is my first time in your house and your parents are meeting you for the first time that's something you don't want to say no of course not when, when her dad is downstairs i'm pretty sure they heard but i don't think they did anything or said anything um and then i ended up kissing her uh, at the end of the night which is very romantic but then i got a text from another girl yep and she says yo Joey, I'm I'm uh, I'm home alone tonight. My parents are gone. On a While you were there, trip. while I was there, right? And she's like, "You want to come over and hang out for a little bit?" I'm like, "Hell yeah!" But she lived like an hour away in like <clears throat> uh, Sherman Oaks or some shit like that. So I drive to her house. This is the first time ever meeting that girl too and seeing her. Yeah. And dude, she lives in an even bigger mansion. No way. <laughs> I swear to God. Like, what's this the first you? time you ever met her? Yeah. They just invite you over your house. Yeah. Wow. And she has a giant multi-million dollar mansion. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? And she's home alone. And, you know, she's not the she's not so a, what, a seven, eight, or nine, or a ten, or anything like that. But you know, it'll yeah. do. So I went over to her house after the first girl, and I ain't gonna lie, we did some dirty stuff. Look at you, a down on her? No, not no, definitely. Oh, not. just felt her boobs. Well, we we went all the way. You you banged her? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, so first I'm, night. Yeah. Just meeting her. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I thought you'd be proud of me for doing the. Yeah. Did you use a condom? Girls. Yeah, I did use a condom. Oh, wow. I'm happy to you for that. Yeah, four hymns, dude. Four hymns, yes. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> so, so, all right, that's good. So, you, you like this girl? No, I actually like the first girl more. Really? Yeah. The crazy one? The thing, I just, I don't like having long distance rela- relationships with. It's an hour away. Exactly. I'm fine with dating a girl who lives in Brazil because I don't have to actually see her. But when a girl lives an hour away, that means you have to actually occasionally drive an hour to see her. You know what I'm saying? Right. Whereas, you know, I ain't got time for that. I mean, young Joe, I I mean, look, when I was your age, I was... You know, picking girls up literally off the street. And like, hey, <laughs> what are you doing? Going up to my apartment and then doing the deed oh as well. God. I mean, like they remember one time I was going to a, I was going into the like there was a strip club right near me in New York City mm-hmm. called Flash Dances on Fifty Third and like Broadway, and these two girls were leaving and I was and, I, and it was like noon, so I figured they were like applying for a job or something. Like cause I was like walking home, 
I was like, what are you girls doing? And they're like, oh, we're just, you know, we're, we're from North Carolina or something. And I'm like, oh, you want to wanna hang out? Like, okay, get a coffee. Within like an hour, they were in my apartment giving me a bush shot where they lied me down. One girl stood over me and like poured bush down the other girl, like, beard on the other girl's like vagina into my mouth. I mean, th- these were like, these were the days. Okay. So That's awesome, dude. Oh yeah. It was good times, man. It was, those were good. I mean, now I'm a married man with a kid on the way, but you, you have to get it out of your system. See, that's the problem with most, most men, Joe, mm-hmm. is they don't have those exciting times. They don't have those crazy one night stands. They don't have those failed relationships. They don't have those threesomes. And then they get into a relationship, they get married, and all of a sudden they do well in life. Let's say they book a show or a comedian or they get money, and then they're like, oh shit, now I could have those things, but I can't. Mm-hmm. So they want them even more. Mm-hmm. Me, I, I just, I was done, dude. You I, lived it all. I lived it all. I, my, my, the last, you know, the, I, I, you, know you, you live it all. Mm-hmm. You, got, you got to get it out of your way. But you got to be careful, man. You don't want to get AIDS or knock a girl up or, or uh, that you don't like or you know syphilis or whatever, chlamydia. I think those are curable, but you got to be careful. My biggest fear is knocking a girl up who is like super religious and against abortions. Yes. And that's like my biggest fear. That's why, I mean, I don't always wear a condom. I wear a condom about one out of 10 times. No, that's terrible, dude. You got to wear more condoms. <laughs> you got to wear condoms 10 out of one time. Okay, so like just, you should have one on now. The biggest mistake for some dudes, especially me, is having intercourse with a condom on and then going down on the girl afterwards when her vagina tastes like just straight Oh, why would you do rubber. that? I learned from my mistakes, dude. Trust <laughs> me. And these dollar store condoms ain't no joke. It's like, they're basically just water balloons, dude. Like regular party balloons. Well, why, would you, why would you go down on a girl after you've had already had sex with her? I'm generous. I don't know. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, you got, you got to be good. You got, you got, you got to do the right thing. So, listen, people. Let's talk about some fights that went on. <laughs> is, now that you're all grossed out, <laughs> and people. All right. So, Gaethje versus Poirier over the weekend. You watched that fight? Hell yeah. Uh, listen, I said that was going to happen. Yeah, Poirier is more disciplined. I love the way Gaethje fights. I said, to, I think I'm talking about Hanato. I said, don't you think he he he's, he knows one way of fighting, and that one way is going to beat the guys in the WSOF, even barely in the Palomino case. But it, you get to that next level, and it's not going to work. You might get lucky against a Michael Johnson who buys into your plan, but eventually you got to have a backup. You got to have plan B or plan C. And I, I know Gaethje, he's you know four-time All-American wrestler, refuses to use his wrestling at all, which I thought is dumb. I think he has good takedown defense at least. Though, Doesn't right? cut weight. He probably shouldn't be even that weight class, and he should be at, he should be at uh, one, one, uh, one thirty five. And uh, look, I'm, I'm a Justin Gaethje fan, or but he's got to fight smarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got to be a smarter fighter. He just takes too much damage now. Way too much damage. Every one of his fights. Yeah. Every single one of his fights it, it turns into a fucking Rocky four. You know, and it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, I mean, his, his all of his fights are super entertaining, fight of the night. But then there's like this elephant in the room, like knowing that he's gonna be barely able to talk in five years. Well, the good news, the good news is that for other guys like the Kamaru Usmans and the, even the Colby Covingtons and the guys who don't do that, is that there's always guys like Gaethje. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I tell people, look, there's always gonna be Diego Sanchez. And Justin Gaethje and those those warrior guys. Every single fight is a fucking you know one of those fights. So Elias Theodoro, just win, win by wrestling if you have to, mm-hmm. because there's gonna be Gaethje. There's mm-hmm. gonna be those guys. So that's good for those guys. 
But for Gaethje, it's like, I don't know. I think that it's the old argument of, would you want to have be exciting or do you want to win? Right. And they don't always have to be um, mutually exclusive, but uh, you could be exciting and win, but sometimes being smart and exciting, you know, is the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was that was easy. But for Poirier, they say the best fight for Poirier now is uh, the Eddie Alvarez rematch. I would I would love to see that because you know how that ended. It was very disappointing. One thousand percent, and and uh, one thousand percent love to see that. So also Alex Oliveira, Carlos Condit. Look, I like Condit, but at this point, I just think if he's losing to the Alex Oliveiras of the, of the world, and not to put him down, it's just maybe it's time to hang it up. And, uh, you know, he's had so many wars, such a great fighter, love Carlos Condit, but, you know, I always get nervous when guys retire and then come back and then retire and then come back mm-hmm. because it just seems like they're just so in and out. Mm-hmm. And some guys can do it. GSP can do it. But for every GSP, there's six Carlos Condits and six guys like, oh, I'm, I'm BJ Penns or these other guys who were once amazing mm-hmm. and then come back for a paycheck and probably, or more, maybe not just for a paycheck, but it's not the most, I don't know. It's, I, I don't want to see it. How do you feel about, I heard this, some rumors of this, of Carlos Condit, his retirement fight would be against Nick Diaz in his return fight. <laughs> How do you feel about that? That'd be pretty cool. Of course, look, I'll, yes. <laughs> and Carlos Condit can fight a cold and I'll watch it. And, uh, and Nick Diaz can fight a traffic cop and I'll <laughs> fucking watch it. 1,000%. I'm in. I'm in. But... You know, it just it, it would be nice if these guys, you know, fighting for money is one of the reasons why you should fight. But at the same time, it it diminishes. It shouldn't return. be the only reason you yes, fight. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so this guy Israel, whatever his name Adesanya is, Adesanya Stylebender. Stylebender. You know, he kept saying, "Stop comparing me to John Jones." Well, after that, nobody's gonna do that anymore. <laughs> you, be careful what you wish for, because like this guy Israel, and I, I was suspicious of him. And because they put him up against a guy who's a striker with no wrestling, really, and he made him look bad in wrestling. And that's when you're like, imagine, imagine he went up against a guy who actually knew how to wrestle, a college level wrestler, or even like just a high level wrestler. And one of these guys from Dagestan, it would have been over for him. And uh, this guy's got a long way. If I were him, I would just go, I would solely focus on not just forget striking, but you got striking in the fucking bag. Uh-huh. Take down defense. And submissions off your back because he looked like a fish out of he looked like he looked like I do in jujitsu class on my back <laughs> of like what do I do, and that's not how you want to look in the UFC. Uh-huh. You don't want to get have them on your back and go all right now what do I do, because that's just you know. So yeah, I'm not I'm not right now. Ben Askren is fighting with Rory McDonald on Twitter. They're yeah. going back and forth. Uh, I guess like I would pick Askren in that fight. Really, you think he's able to take Rory down easily? Uh, he's a lot bigger than Rory. Oh, uh, he, I mean, he's bigger than him. He fights at 85 over at 1FC. And yeah, he could take Rory down easily. Mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, Rory's tough. And Rory's looked really good in Bellator. But he's looked really good against guys that, uh, that aren't wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, against Askren? How does Askren do against Khabib? Yes, that's that's Askren's so much bigger. He's about thirty pounds bigger. What would that fight be like weight wise? One seventy. Probably a one seventy catch weight, but Khabib at fifty five looks good. So at seventy, I don't know. Same question with Khabib versus GSP. What would that weight be? One seventy again? Yeah. Well, yeah, because GSP's not making fifty five. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, so I guess it'd be one seventy. 
And at 170, if they make a 165 weight class, all this changes. Mm-hmm. Because then, you know, but uh, so that's, that's that. Um, so this week, let's talk about some of the fights going on this week. Kevin Lee versus Barboza. I got Lee all the way. Yeah, me too. I think Kevin Lee is just, I think the, uh, the Khabib show, had, showed the blueprint on how to beat Barboza. But still, Barboza still has that ability just to stop a fight so crazily, spinning heel kick, anything. I've been playing Barboza on the UFC <laughs> UFC 3 video game. He ain't no joke, dude. He's no joke. He's no joke. But I just think Kevin Lee knows that. Uh-huh. He's not going to get into a striking contest with him. I think he's going to take him down and just impose his will on him. It's also... Uh, a three-round fight, not a five-round fight. Mm-hmm. So if it was a five-round fight, I would say almost Barboza maybe has a chance to catch him around four or five when Lee gets tired. But a three-round fight, I mean, Kevin Lee walks around at 185. I mean, he's a fucking big dude. Right. And Barboza does not look like he's just, he's just bigger. Um, Edgar, I got Edgar over Cub. Ooh. Much as I like Cub, uh, which I really do, he's a friend of mine, I think Edgar's got it. I'll go with Cub on that one. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. How? I think this could go... Is this five rounds or three rounds? It's three rounds, right? This is five. It's the main event, right? No, this is the co-main. Who's the main? Lee and Barboza. The the main event's always five rounds. Yeah. But I think Edgar and Lee, that's that's the big one on the the poster. Is it? I'm pretty sure. Uh, We got to look into this. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure Barboza, Lee is the main event, and Cub and Edgar is the under... Really? Co-main event. Hmm. All right, let me see. I'll ch- if, if only we had a computer to check this out. Uh, <laughs> or CB. Yeah, CB, if I can, yeah. Uh, but I think, I think that fight goes full rounds, even, even, whatever it is, three or five rounds. I think that's going to go the distance. Uh, you're right. Barboza Lee, I think, is five rounds. So now, that being said... Does that affect your pick? I still think Lee wins. But yeah, I think Barboza's got a better shot of catching him. If he doesn't get stopped in the first two or three, who has a better gas tank? I it's mean, Lee gassed hard, but he had staff he had infection. Staff infection. And he usually has a pretty good gas. I probably, I don't know. I never seen Barboza get tired, so I don't know. Do you think the passing of Kevin Lee's coach will have an effect on him this fight? Uh, I forgot what his coach's name was. No, no, Ryan Fallis, Robert Robert Fallis. Yeah, I, do, I mean it's definitely hard, but that was a it was a couple months ago, not that. It's easier, but I also think that that also uh, Lee Falls had left that gym already before that happened. He left Extreme Couture. Okay. And Kevin trains with Drysdale for jiu-jitsu. I think Mayweather for boxing. And I think he does like all around over there. So it's not like he's his sole coach. Okay. Definitely not easy. But, uh, but Kevin kind of has like a bunch of different trainers. I was listening to Kevin talk on Ariel's podcast, and I really like his attitude coming to this fight. He's, he's a lot more serious. He's talking about how he's not trying to be flashy like he was with the, the Michael Chiesa fight, wearing silly clothes. And yeah, he's of, off Twitter. Yeah. Not fucking around with people. When I see a fighter do, do that, I'm like, I'm all in. I got to pick that dude. He's, his head is in the right place for this fight. I think so. Uh, I got Aljamain over uh, Aljamain Sterling is, uh, is fighting the undefeated kid who won by... Uh, a crazy he beat Joe Soto by like remember that he did some crazy move Ultimate Fighter no no it was like I think it was for the finale he he hit something that was insane the guy uh, Brett Johns he's Brett from, Johns yeah we've had him on the podcast many times he hit like a weird like a uh, calf slicer oh in, yeah in the fight his last wasn't that fight. like super fast too? yeah but I still, I still think Aljamain's got this uh, also on this card Chase Sherman 
uh, the Vanilla Gorilla. Yeah. He's taking on Justin Willis. Huge black guy that fucking throws so hard. <laughs> how'd you how'd you think about that giant Indian dude from the uh, last card? He got caught in the omoplata. He was winning though. Yeah, second, he, got, he got caught. That's the second omoplata in UFC history. First, yeah, he got Saunders. caught. He yeah. got caught, but he was doing all right. Yeah. He'll definitely be back. Uh, Dan Hooker, I got him over Jim Miller. Oh yeah, for sure. Dan Hooker's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, there's great hookers in uh, Atlantic City, by the way, where they're fighting. Um, <laughs> Ryan Lafleur, I got him over Alex Garcia. Uh, Ryan Lafleur, I think. Garcia's really good, but I think LaFlair's got it. Uh, he got knocked out hard. And Sierra Badazara, a guy I hung out with with Mayhem one time, who made Mayhem look normal. This guy, Are Mayhem, serious? had to like talk him to like not jumping off a bridge. And he, this dude is insane. But I, I love him, though. He's fucking hit so hard. Sayer? Yeah, Sierra. Sierra Badazara. Sierra. He's a good guy. And then Patrick Cummings is taking on Corey Anderson. I got a... Uh, I got Cummings in this fight. He always, he, his fights are always so fun. He always comes out super bloody. With that creepy mustache from like a 1910 boxer. And a missing tooth. Yeah, I remember he was living with Mayhem. Really? I met him. He was living with Mayhem. He just got out of jail. He uh-huh. went to jail for stealing people's... Uh, he went back to Penn State and like robbed dorm rooms. And like... Allegedly. Yeah, he, he, you know, he did. And he was oh, like okay. an alumni... <laughs> he was like an alumni at Penn State. Went back and like... Uh, had to do like a year like in... But it wasn't prison. It was like, he said it was like community service, but still, I wouldn't want to be there. And he was living with mayhem going, I got to get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. Well, this uh, is actually a pretty good damn uh, evenly matched fight. They're both 10 and 4. I think Corey Anderson is just going to out-wrestle him. No, Patrick's a Division One wrestler. You think so? He took second in the country. You think he's going to stand his ground? He's a better wrestler than Corey Anderson. Wow. But, oh, I, but he doesn't fight that. Sm- he doesn't wrestle sometimes. He just gets in the crazy fights. But I think he's going to win. I do think Patrick's going to win. I and, want him to win, yeah. And Leslie Smith is taking on Aspen Ladd. That's our girl. I got Leslie all, all day long. Leslie Smith, uh, Leslie, uh, absolutely. I feel like she's bigger than Aspen too. By she's bigger, like way bigger. She's cooler. She's hotter. She's single, guys, uh, and uh, she's cool as shit. I remember the one time Leslie came to a show, and she just got a tumor removed the day before, or nice. like that afternoon from nice. her stomach. Uh-huh. And she did comedy the next night, and she was showing us the video of them removing the tumor. And my wife like got off a plane to meet me at the comedy show. And I'm like, she's so tired and pregnant. I go, hey, babe, look at this. She's like so grossed out by this video of Leslie's tumor getting. And then Stefan Bonner's like, look at my hand. I still have a, a tooth in it from a fight. I got. Oh, my God. And my wife's like, what kind of fucking people do you hang out with? <laughs> he really had a tooth in his hand? Yeah, he had like a tooth that's like stuck in there for like life or something. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. terrible. Hello. Hello. Is this Cheyenne the princess? Who is this? This is Adam Hunter. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. Oh, hey, Adam. What's up? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for uh, coming on the podcast. Yeah, of course. And thanks for coming to my show and and for being a a wonderful human being. I watched your fight uh, in the LFA a couple weeks ago, and that was an amazing fight and such an impressive performance. And that that was awesome. Thank you, thank you. Uh, it was a tough. They it gave was, you fun one. They gave you a tough pro debut. Holy shit, that girl was no joke. Yeah, she was tough for sure. Um, you know, I mean, but I have so many fights that I expected to have my first pro de- pro debut a tough opponent. You know, I never want to take the easy fights, and so that's why we went with her. What's your? What do you mean? Have you had a lot of like Muay Thai fights or karate fights or? No, I have a lot of MMA fights. I had 17 amateur fights. Ah, 17. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> what, was your, what was your record? 
Uh, after my freak act, it was nine, six, and one. Okay. My record. Oh. So. Yeah. And then I had actually two kickboxing fights. I was two and on kickboxing, but. Uh. Well, I'm happy you finally got the first one. I mean, now how how what was the difference between the amateur and the uh, and the pro fight? As far as like experience wise uh, and stuff, like going to like like your experience. It was it was the difference I would say is adding the elbows and knees. That was great. <laughs> that helped me out a lot. Yeah, no, it was awesome. I mean, that was that fight. It was back and forth. It was back and forth. You kept hitting that same throw over and over. How many times did you hit, did you hit that like lateral throw? I think I hit it like five times. <laughs> yeah, you set a record. So, uh, so what's what's your background as far as like what? Where did you grow up? Uh, my background, as in growing up, I'm from Tampa, Florida. But I grew up actually in Taekwondo my whole life. Uh, so you're from Tampa, and uh, and then you went, you went you went to high school in uh, in Tampa. Yeah, um, right out there. I actually dropped not. I dropped out my senior year to actually train for my first MMA fight when I was 17. So um, I still ended up graduating. I just threw, went through a different program. But I knew when I turned 18, I wanted to fight. So I, I left school at 17 to train full time. Wow. And you're such a pretty girl. Like, I, I, like when, I, when, I, when I met you, I was like, so where do you dance at or something? And then you're like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fighter. Like, you, you don't look, I mean, no, you look strong and like solid, but you don't, you're not like the typical fighter, by the way. Like, you, you're hot. Yeah. And I'm not that most fighters aren't hot, but you're hotter than most people. Uh, well, you know, that's can't judge a book by its cover. That's right? true. That's true. So, yeah, that's 100% true. Uh, so you trained in Tampa. You, you had your uh, first amateur career in Tampa. When did you make the move to Vegas? Uh, about two years ago, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I've been here for quite some time now. Nice. And then you trained over at, uh, at uh, Syndicate? No, I trained at Extreme Couture. Extreme Couture. Right, right, right. Now, what was that like when like, you got there? Was, were you like the new kid on the block? Were people nice to you? Were guys hitting on you? Did Kevin Lee try to bang you? Like, what happened? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're too much. Uh, no, I was actually definitely the new girl on the block. Um, you, know, I, you know, I definitely uh, don't really know what they were thinking. I just know I just went in there, you know, open arms and was just trying to be, you know, welcomed by everybody. Everyone was actually super cool with me, but... I think uh, people respected me just by uh, me putting in the work every day and never, not giving up and showing up every day. So nice. I mean, I've seen a lot of people who come in and out, and I've proven that I'm there to stay. And I've definitely built a family relationship with them now, so it's amazing. Now, and Misha was man is managing you. Yeah, she's my manager. Not nice. Now, is that is that weird? How did how did that happen? She came up to you and said, "Like, I want to manage your career." No, it's not weird at all. I got a hot mama as my manager, so I think it's pretty tight. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. And then what are you doing for work in Vegas? Because I know it's hard, like, you've only had one fight. Are you doing personal training? Are you waiting tables? Like, what are you doing? Um, I was serving. I actually just left my job last week um, just to finish off my thing. I was only working once a week anyways on the weekends. Um, I just made enough to pay my bills, but right now I just got enough saved up to, uh, finish off the rest, last few weeks of my camp. Um, and after that, I also do, um, meal plans for people. So uh-huh. I'm actually really starting to help build that up more. I got a few clients now that I'm making meals for, so that, that gets me by, you know, I'm pretty broke, but 
hey, this is my second fight in two months, so um, I'm making a little bit of money doing that. But now, what's that? Just, uh, now, who are you fighting next, and when and where? Um, I'm fighting out in Kansas City in May 4th for Invicta, and I'm fighting Helen Peralta. And what do you know about her? She's a brawler. <laughs> All right. She is definitely a brawler. She's a, she's just um. She throw up. She, I mean, all her fights are the same, so that's all I really know. But I'm gonna go in there expecting that she's the best in the world and that she's, you know, well rounded through everything. So we'll see. But so far, the only thing I know is that she likes to she likes to throw with some heat. So. By the way, I just showed Joe your um, picture, and his eyes popped out of your his head. <laughs> uh, he was like, "Damn!" <laughs> it, it, I think it was like the picture where you're holding like you're holding this like meal, but you have this like gray thing on and like your booty is fucking popping out like jesus christ what beautiful yeah very all natural you said i said i'm all about the legs but yes of course 100 natural all right okay okay uh now i'm I'm looking at also i'm looking i'm looking through your uh your instagram you've been fighting uh you've been training with uh claudia godella yeah i've been helping her out for um her camp um, for her sparring sessions, uh, just been there for her, and she helps me out as well. So, but yeah, she's one of my sparring partners for this camp, and I'm hers for her. So. Who is she fighting next? Uh, her name, uh, Carla Esparza. Oh wow, that's gonna be a good fight. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. It's gonna be- so yeah, no, I see you. I see Carla. I see Gina Danger. Uh, mm-hmm. she, she's an old friend of mine. And uh, I like it. I like it. You got like these four little hotties over at a skin couture who could also throw down. Now, do you have a boyfriend? No, I'm actually uh, I'm single. Uh, are you now, Are you on Tinder or Bumble or any of those things? <laughs> this is a coincidence. I don't know. You are. You're on. You're on dating apps. Really. Oh, how sad no, is it? I, Fuck. Well, Adam, I'm single too. Yeah, you're single as well. Yeah, let's set it yeah. up. Now, are you into six foot three guys who are blue belts? Wait, what? <laughs> my my the other guy on the podcast is is 22 years old. He's your age. He's six two. Uh-huh. He's a blue belt and he's in in a, in a film school. So he's uh. And I'm hot too. I'm sexy. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. He's very hot. He's he's hot. Now, now, there's a picture of you now. There's a picture of you. You says that you go. You have my eyes on the prize, right? And and, and like your eyes look like they're looking there, and lo- it looks like your shirt is like yeah falling off your body. Like what is going on with it? Like how how creepy are your DMs, by the way? Actually, they're not that bad. Um, all right, that's good. I like it. Good. Because I probably shut on everybody. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, yeah, no, because it's, uh, it's, I like it though, because you have like uh, your, if you want to follow her on Instagram, by the way, it's Che War Princess. C H E Y War Princess. Uh, what belt are you in Jiu Jitsu? Uh, I'm, I'm a blue belt. Blue belt Jiu Jitsu. Black belt in, in, uh, in uh, karate? And Taekwondo, yeah. Black belt in Taekwondo. Good wrestler. Solid throws. And is looking for a boyfriend. So, guys. <laughs> the creepy DMs are coming now. Yeah. Just hit up the DMs. Yeah, hit up the DMs. So, you're fighting an Invicta. Uh, when is this fight? May 4th. May 4th. 
I will be watching this fight. I'm excited for this. And uh, you're fighting Helen, who's a brawler. What's her record? Uh, she's 1-0 as well. 1-0. All right. Who did she beat? Um, honestly, I don't even know that girl's name that uh, she beat. <laughs> and now I'm looking at you, a picture here. Your back uh, has a tattoo on it. It takes up, but it's, it's written on your back. It says... Down the spine. It's on the spine. What, what does that say? It says, courage is knowing what not to fear in Greek. Ah, courage is knowing what not to fear. Huh. Yeah. So, um, uh, I'm, I'm afraid of getting ass raped in jail. I guess I have lots of... <laughs> I, have, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That, good. All right. That, that's something I'm, I'm very excited. All right, listen. Well, listen, Cheyenne... Uh, you're a sweetheart. You're, and then here's, a, here's you hanging out by the pool with two of your friends. You have hot friends at like Dre's. Maybe you do like the wean dog. You're doing good. You're doing good. I'm looking forward to I'm it. I'm on the right path. On the right path. Any, any crazy stories you want to tell us? I mean, what, what drove you to be a fighter to drop out of high school? Do, do, are, your, are your parents still together? Uh, no, but I mean, all right, I kind of lied. I didn't, get, I didn't drop out. I got kicked out of high school. Okay, all right. <laughs> Why did you get kicked out of high school? Uh, for beating up some girls. <laughs> wow. How many, how many girls did you beat up? Honestly, it was too many to count. I don't, I don't know. Wow. You, got, you, got, was, you were getting into fights in Tampa? <laughs> well, I mean, it was in school, but they, listen, they are messing with my family. And that's one thing you don't do is you don't mess with my family. And uh, so, yeah, I kind of got kicked out of school for it. And um, I got arrested for it, and pretty much I got out of jail, and I was like, they want to kick me out of school for fighting people. Well, guess what? I'm going to show them I don't need school. All I need is a fight. And now all of a sudden, all the girls are following me and following my career, and I'm like, oh, look at that. Okay, we have to, we have to back up this story a little bit, okay? Because it's, it's <laughs> I feel like I'm in, like, the Godfather 4. All right, so who is, <laughs> who is, messing, with your, uh, who is messing with your family, and what family members were they messing with? All right, so I used to be a cheerleader in high school, all throughout high school, but I was also in MMA, but I was obviously too young to fight, but I trained MMA full-time, as well as cheerleading, and my senior year, these girls just, they were just bullying me, like, man, screw these girls, you know, but I tried staying away from them, you know, I tried doing everything the right way, because I knew I'd get in trouble, whatnot, well, one day, um, you know, they were like the typical rich girls, like, you know, and um, one day I quit the cheerleading team because I was, you know, getting in confrontations with them and on the field and it was just not good. And so I quit the cheerleading team, but the cheerleading coach got fired because she didn't help me out because I made all these reports to her, but she didn't report them to the school. And when the cheerleading coach got fired, well, the girls' moms were friends with the cheerleading coach. So they got all mad and whatnot. And so in retaliation, they called Child Protective Services on my family and said that my mom gave them alcohol at one of the games, which wow. is absolutely ridiculous. So um, uh, one day I, my mom texted me, I was in school, and she was like, come home, our house is getting raided. And so I went home. Oh, my God. I just seen all these freaking people going through my mom's stuff. My mom had to get drug tested. Um, my 85-year-old grandmother lived with me at the time before she passed. She had to get questioned, and then I got questioned. And then my brother, who was only like 12 years old at the time, got questioned. He had to get taken out of class to go get questioned. And when I found that out, I went, I packed up my stuff. I went back to the school, 
And I told my mom, hey, you're going to have to pick me up from jail. And she was like, go have fun. And I went back to this school and I just beat these girls' ass. That's, that's the greatest <laughs> story I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> that, so, all right. So, so, how, so there was like four, so the, whole, the rest, so there was like four girls and you just punched them in the face? Yeah, I, I got in trouble because like, um, obviously like I went back to school and like I was so emotional, I was crying. You know, it was like months of me like making reports to school about them, you know? Yeah. And they never helped me out, you know? And um so I saw one of the girls and she saw me crying and she laughed and I just lost it. I just it was like a switch. I just ran up behind her, I pushed her, she turned around, I hit her, some other girl wanna jump in, I hit her, kicked one, I don't even know how many I hit. I just know. Um I told my friend, I said, If anyone grabs me, hit them And well, my friend the teacher grabbed me and my friend, she straight up punched the teacher, got the teacher off of me. I kept fighting. And then, um, finally like a bunch of football players grabbed me and I kicked one of them right, right in the stomach. And I looked at the camera cause we were, I did it right in front of the camera and I flicked the camera off after and I said, fuck you <laughs> to the school. And yeah, they didn't like that. Now, is this, is this, is this on world star hip hop anywhere? Can I watch this or, or no? No, honestly, I think it was so unexpected. I don't even, it was so old. Only thing, only picture I have is me getting arrested. And I, I was like, that picture is never going anywhere. I think I'm in love. <laughs> like, I'm very turned on right this now. This is amazing. I have this an is, erection. This is, can we, uh, this is the greatest story I've ever heard in my life. Uh, Shay, yeah, you, you, it's not one of the stories I'm really like proud of, but at the same time I am because you don't mess with my family. No, hell and, no. Hell no. Good, good and, for you. I like how your mom just said, have yeah. fun. Yeah. Like, like she knew yeah, what was going to happen. Yeah, like, have fun. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Well, listen. Now you're undefeated as a fighter. Uh, you're on your way. Yeah. You're on your way. You're you're in a good gym. Yeah. You're you're very hot. Uh, good for you. Um, I will be tuning in May fourth. Thank you for being on the podcast. Keep up the great work. Thank you for having me on, Adam. And I'll see you next time you're in Vegas. Definitely. Take care, Shay. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Mm. That was Shea War Princess. It's a perfect package right there, dude. Jesus. Beautiful, sexy. She gets a, the revenge <laughs> blood in her. And that's my kind of woman right there. Right, really? I know, right? Is she really my age? She's 23. There you go. Set it up, dude. Where, where does she live? Florida? Ve- Vegas. Oh, Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Well, I got Jesse Jess down there waiting for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. You do have Jesse Jess. She's waiting for you. Yeah, she's waiting. But the thing is, I, I get kind of jealous because she always posts. Jesse always posts on her Instagram. Her like with these giant, weighted out dudes who like have who weigh six hundred pounds full of muscle. I'm like, you could damn take it, guys. Well, yeah, I know I can take them, but physically and in appearance wise, I'm not. I, I don't, oh, come on. I don't. I'm nowhere near those. Yeah, you dudes. are. You're a great looking guy. That one girl was vomiting. You were so handsome. Uh, come on you gotta have more confidence man yeah but i love jesse jess i think she has a fight coming up against she does against jessica i Ooh, that's that's a good fight right there i'm I'm very curious to see who wins that fight well i got jesse jess i'm I'm pretty sure she's gonna ask me to be in her corner for that fight oh really yeah (laughs) just i think looking at my face will give her enough confidence to go and and like want to punch somebody yeah (laughs) all right hello Hey, we are talking to Al Ayakinta right now. Al, yes, my dog is very happy. Uh, Al, how are you, man? I'm doing good, man. Good, man, dude. I was I was so proud of you, bro. Uh, you have such balls, uh, fighting Khabib on short notice and going five rounds. I think if that fight was a twelve round fight, you would have won. You 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 agree? Uh, 
I don't know. Who knows, man? I don't know. 12 rounds, 5 rounds. Maybe. Who knows? I was... If I was prepared for that fight, it would have been a fight. You know what I mean? But don't you think you were gaining confidence, though, throughout the fight? Uh, honestly, I really... I had confidence going into the fight. I... I'm the freaking, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it was, he took me down with shots that I wasn't, I, you know, my thing going into that fight was I was not getting pushed against the cage. And I did pretty much that. He got me with those low single shots and he held on like a freaking vice, he had that vice grip. He was strong, man. And it was, it was, uh, you know, a little different. I, the shots were different. I hadn't seen those before. I wasn't really prepared. And once I got a little sweaty, I defended him. I slipped my, my leg right out. Was he the strongest uh, guy you ever fought? Was he the strongest guy I ever fought? Uh, I'm going to say in that, in, in like wrestling, yeah. As far as wrestling goes, yeah. He was definitely the strongest I ever fought. Yeah, because it's something about those Dagestani guys, right? They have like bear strength, where it's not like an American. Yeah, he, he locked on. He locked on to my leg, and most people, they, you know, especially without wrestling shoes, you know, you can pull your, you just turn your knee down and you slip your leg right out. I was freaking trying to kick him, with everything, and he was just holding on to that leg. He wouldn't let go. It was like a vice grip on my leg. Um, but yeah. What, what was he, he saying? When he was talking to you in the first, what was he saying to you? In the first round? Yeah. I don't think he's. I don't. He wasn't really talking to me in the first round. I don't. I don't think. It wasn't until like the third round he hit me with a bunch of jabs, and that's when he started talking. He was like, he was like, well, you know, four, he goes, oh, four jabs, and I was like, I don't give a shit, you know. <laughs> I, told him, I said, I don't care. Give me with another one. And he did. Okay. Well, I think you definitely... I wasn't backing up. You know, I don't care. I think you definitely became the people's champ uh, after that. Um, and then and then you you were on the bus, right? You were on the bus when, he, when, when, when Connor was trashing the bus? I was. That was insane. That was crazy. That was uncalled for. Definitely, definitely very unconsidered. Me and everyone else that had nothing to do with this nonsense. But it worked out for me, I guess, so whatever. And it was pretty fun. I don't know. Was any was any part of you like fuck it let's let's go off the bus and start beating up Irish people? No, not really. I was just alone for the ride. I was I wasn't really too angry about it. He didn't hurt me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, that uh, it happened so fast. I thought. At first, I thought someone was getting run over by the bus, and that's why people were banging on it. So I thought someone was getting killed, and they were banging on the bus, like, stop the bus. You had just, we had just started pulling away, and then I hear just banging, boom, 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 and it was too aggressive to be anything other than someone, you know, I thought someone was getting run, run over. It was like, yo, they're dying. Stop the bus because you're running someone over. Yeah. And then something came flying through the window, Two seconds later, I was like, oh, that's it. I'm fucking dead. Like, I'm, there's a, a freaking 
terrorist attack, some crazy freaking losers shoot up in the Barclays Center, something. And then I see Connor running around, and I was like, oh. <laughs> this is hysterical. I thought, it was, I thought it was actually, I don't know. I felt bad for Rose is really who I felt bad for, you know. She was kind of shook up. That thing was coming right for her face. Yeah. I think they said. But that was, uh, yeah, that was the craziest three days of my life. The, the bus thing happened. Then the next thing was the weigh-ins. I found out that, you know, they weren't going to let Holloway fight. Pettis turned down the fight. Uh, they weren't going to let Felder fight or whatever. And then I found out I'm fighting in the main event against Khabib. And the next night, I fight Khabib in the main event. Three days right there was just the craziest thing. Like, how can you ever talk that? Yeah, no, it was insane. And you know what's crazy is that, you know, the UFC kind of screwed you over a lot of times by taking away your bonuses and by not giving you fights and all this other shit. And here you are kind of saving the day for the UFC. It shows you how big of a guy you are. Save the day. That's right. I told them the whole time. I said, I'm your guy. You need a guy like me. They need a guy like me. The UFC needs me. There's not too many like me. You see, people ask for that. I didn't even give a shit about how much. I said, pay me. I said to my manager, I said, get me as much as you can. It was, it was, that, at that point, it's not the point of negotiation. There's no negotiation. If you're trying to negotiate for more and hold out, it means you're kind of scared. You know what I mean? And I said, I'm accept- I accept the fight. I said, my manager, get me as much as you can, and let's fucking go. You know what I mean? So that was it. Now, a lot of people were saying... I got a bunch of... A lot of people were saying, like, if you just land that one, if like, if Al can just land that one big shot, that that shot that took out Diego Sanchez, the shot that dropped Kevin Lee, if that one big shot, if he can land it, he could win the fight. You know. How about how about I go in there? How about I train for that fight and I beat that guy in every every not even. Like, I went into that fight with that mindset, kind of, but look at the guys he's fought. He's fucking murdered everybody. Yeah. I went on a day's notice. I wrestled freaking... I, I wrestled more in the fight than I did in the camp leading up to it. Right. So, you put me in there on a full camp. These guys were training to do that. I wasn't trained to do that. They got murdered. I didn't. And those are the top guys in the world. I've been sitting on the sideline. People don't get it. No one understands... I'm the freaking best guy in the world. It just so happened that I took that fight on one day's notice, and I was supposed to fight a striker. Uh, you know, so yeah, that's what I was kind of getting upset about about Rogan's commentary a little bit because I was like, Rogan was like, yeah, you know, I'm not that impressed with Khabib. I'm like, first of all, Khabib's never finished anybody with one punch. Second of all, he's fighting you, and he's winning the rounds, but but. Like you're no fucking pushover. Like I thought he looked also really good oh, beating you. That, it's not even that I'm not a pushover. I'm the fucking best guy. I'm the better than all these guys. I just took a fight on it. Like I, I had to think about wrestling the night before. Like holy shit, I gotta rethink defensive wrestling. I hadn't thought Paul Felder was not taking me down. He was not gonna 
You know, that was not a thought in my mind, really. You know what I mean? So, these guys, I don't know. Like, he's a... Have Joe Rogan watch him versus um, Barbosa. Yeah. He fucked him up in every single set. In the third round, which was my, the same as my third round, he was running him down, beating the shit out of him standing up. Almost, he didn't do that against no. Everyone, oh, oh, it's not, oh, Khabib's not as good as everyone. No. He kills everybody. I'm the fucking man. I told people this. Wait, you know, I don't know. I got no respect. You know, I get respect for being a tough guy, I guess. I'm not just a tough guy. Yeah? No, absolutely. I think, I, think, I think hardcore fans know that, though. For real. I think hardcore fans realize how, how good you are and how this was going to be uh, Khabib's toughest challenge and how good you were grappling, how you were a college wrestler, how good you are on your feet. You know, I think the people that know MMA know that. So. I appreciate it. I appreciate the people that know MMA. So I think I'm gonna, it's kind of like uh, I don't know. It pisses me. I mean, it's cool. Everyone's like, "Oh, congrats, you know, congratulations, congratulations on what?" Like I fucking, I don't know. I should beat that guy, but I I did the best I could under the circumstances. So. No, you did. You, you did better than the best you could. I mean, you won over a ton of fans. You got a ton of money. Uh, you got way more than you would have gotten. And I think that your, your stock went up. You know, granted, of course you want the win. You're a fucking winner. That's what you do. You, you win. You win wrestling matches. You win college wrestling matches. And you win fights. So I can see why you, you know, feel unfulfilled. But, you know, this supposedly pound for pound best guy in the world couldn't, couldn't finish you. And, you know, I st- yeah, you're right. And like a full camp, knowing you're training for Khabib, that's a whole different fight. It's a whole different fight. How do you think Khabib does against Connor? Uh, did you see? Did you see Khabib versus Edson Barbosa? Yeah. I think that's kind of like the blueprint, you know. I think Barbosa is better at defending takedowns than Khabib. You know, I mean, this weekend will probably tell a lot how he does against Kevin Blade, but. Now the guy I know the guy who runs the Dana I mean the uh, Al Iaquinta Realty, and there were there were women actually fighter women hitting him up, going what are you doing tonight want to party what are you so I would assume that uh, a lot of women were all over you in New York that night. I'm a I'm a I'm a one woman man I got a beautiful girlfriend. Nice. So I appreciate the I appreciate the love, but more about her. How long have you been a girlfriend, a girlfriend for? Oh, about a year. Oh, nice. Yeah, almost, almost a year, yeah. What does she do? She, she works in a law office. She bartends on the weekends. Nice. She takes care of uh, children with needs. So she's... Uh, like you, or...? She's a good, she's a good girl. That's that? Like you, or, or no? <laughs> I, I have a child with you, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's what I'm but, saying. No, I mean, you know what I mean, like, freaking, I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I know, I, special needs kids, I know exactly what you mean. Good for you, man. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And uh, how's the uh, real estate business? 
Real estate's been good, man. It's, uh, even since the fight, I've been getting a bunch of calls, people looking to buy, people looking to sell. I've been, uh, I'm, I'm traveling, actually driving down to Atlantic City right now to Corner Aljo. So, um, it's been, it's been tough, kind of, man, I, like, I don't know. The last, since the fight, I've just been, like, lethargic. It's been tough to get motivated. I don't know what happened. I think I just put so much energy into this camp and into, like, I think those three days, just, I didn't really sleep. I, like, the, the night, the night before the weigh-ins, I slept, like, two hours. The night before the fight, I slept just a couple hours. I, but I was wired the whole time. It was, like, it was crazy. I was, like, I was on freaking, I don't even know. But, uh, I was wired the entire time. And I think it was just the excitement of the whole thing just took a lot out of me. And after the fight, it was still like I was on a high, you know? Yeah, of course. And then uh, a couple of days ago, it all just like came crashing down. I've just been a zombie. I've been really struggling to get motivated to, uh, to do this real estate thing. But um, the people that, the houses that I, that I was trying to sell, I'm... Uh, working on them. I'm not really taking on too much new new stuff right now just because it's been so so busy and I was kind of trying to recover from that. Well, I mean, how could you not be on a, a, a crashing down? I mean, that's the highest you're going to get. I mean, fighting in Madison, I mean, fighting in uh, Brooklyn, the main event against that, I mean, and then going from here to there to that, it's just, it's, it's insane. So you deserve a, a week or two to kind of relax and get back down to earth and spend time with your girl, you know, do some more backyard wrestling. So. Dude, if the kids want to do something, you saw that video, right? Yeah, it was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, that was unbelievable. That was one of the that was one of the coolest. If you guys know what I'm talking about, these kids hired Al to be a, a fake wrestler or pro wrestler in someone's backyard, and he showed up and wrestled somebody else as like part of a kids party. I was like, that is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, you're gonna see the, you're gonna see those kids one day in the NCAA finals on uh, ESPN. I, I don't doubt it, man. Those guys are those guys are savages, and they know how to fight too. They're uh, we're almost trying to pull them away from the fight and keep them with wrestling because they just they just love uh, combat against someone. They're they're awesome. So, but yeah, they that was uh, that was that was funny. That was a good time. So I, I got a lot of respect for the, the wrestling after that. Going out there and training with those pro wrestlers, it's a tough. That's a tough thing. It's just it's just like fighting. It's, it's an art. And, uh, you know, the only thing that's different is the predetermined, you know, result. But other than that, it's an expression of kind of who you are in there and moves that you do and, and, and uh, getting the crowd behind you. It's, it's fun. It's fun. To, it's, fun. It's, a cool, uh, it's a whole other world. Absolutely. So who do you like tomorrow in the main event? Um, you like Lee or Barboza? It's hard to root for Kevin Lee. It's hard to root for that guy. Like everyone that I fight, I root for because if I lose to a guy and then he gets killed by everyone, it's like you just lost to a guy and now he's getting killed by everyone. Right. You know. And then if I beat somebody, 
like I beat Kevin Lee. You want him to keep winning because you want to be like, you know, I beat this guy and now he's no good. But Kevin Lee is just so hard to take. You know what I mean? It's like the guy's a, a, I don't know, the guy's like a nerd. Well, he's an he's outspoken, brash. brash he's a good-looking, brash, outspoken, good athlete. You know. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's a nerd. He's, a, he's got a tree in my house. You know that, right? He what? He has a degree in biology. So, so what's wrong with that? People that have degrees in biology don't talk yo. No mama, this and that. Like, you know how to speak correct English. Don't tell me, don't give me that shit, Kevin Lee. You're not freaking that guy. You're the guy that ran home from school to study. You are not the guy doing freaking shit in the hood. You're not. Get out of here. You know what I mean? He's so fake. And I don't know, like, I think maybe the UFC, like the guys from the UFC, they don't But he's from Detroit. He's from the street. Is he from the streets of Detroit? He's from the streets of Detroit, though, isn't he? Yeah, but guess what? That doesn't matter. He ran home every day to study. He didn't have to do He's not like, he was not a backup. It's not like a, like, he ran past the other kids. I was, I grew up in, I'm not even, I don't even want to. You grew up in Belmore, right? Or Massapequa? I grew up in Wadsworth. We were drinking beers with our parents in high school, freaking. Yeah. At the bar, and we would go. Like, I was not like a. I'm not saying I was any. I'm, I'm who I am. You know? Right. Be who you want. You know. What, what are your like, What are your thoughts about Colby Cup? I, I, I'm not from the hood, but I know how to. You know, I'm not right. He used to go to the. I don't know. He used to. Whatever. What are your thoughts about Colby Covington? Ah, uh, Colby Covington. He's a good fighter. He's got some good skills. You know. I, he's another guy that I wish would just kind of be himself. I think he's he's like uh, it's hard to watch. It's very cringeworthy. I don't know. I hope people don't think that about me. No one thinks that. No, no one I, thinks that about I, you. I just think you know. I had Colby I, on the podcast last week, and he was like, you know, he talked about how Mike Perry was an incest and. People from Brazil are all animals, which I told him you shouldn't say that about all people. Maybe, you know, the, the one person that was throwing things at you. But, uh, but And then he said, you know, how he was going off on uh, how he was going to teabag RDA in the middle of the octagon. And, and just it just kept going. And But I said, I go, listen, how come you went from being this, like, humble guy to this? And he said, that's the person he is now is who he really is. 
And before, he was trying to actually just be like a nice, humble guy. He's like, fuck that. I want to be who I am. So. I guess. I mean, I hope that's not who he is. I, I think, look, this sport can just make you fucking crazy. And if he was the humble guy, you know, and it wasn't getting him anywhere, I don't know, maybe this is getting him somewhere, so more power to you, but I, I don't know. I think it's, uh, I don't know. And I just hope he's... Uh, it, like, I would be... It's tough to look back on, you know. If it doesn't work out, it's... Look, if he wins the rest of his fights, if he becomes the champion and he's got this whole thing and, and he does it the way he's doing it, I guess, but if you lose, you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself and you're going to look like a fucking jackass. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's a lot of, he's putting a lot of pressure on himself. Even, like, before my fight, I was feeling a lot of pressure just from, like, speaking out a little. Like, I, I, I hope I wasn't, like, I just, I, not that I was trying to be like that, you know, but just even just speaking out, putting yourself out there is tough, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, yeah, if he gets knocked out by a RDA, yeah. there's going to be a lot of people celebrating. But at the same yeah, time. He's, he's going to feel you. That's like the end of, I mean, I don't know. I think he's really got to win and keep winning. Otherwise, this whole little shtick is. But he's been doing good. You know, he's, he's won his fights. Yeah. He's a, good fight. he's a good fighter for sure. He's definitely a great wrestler. He's been in the game for a long time. He's been working with, at AP, at, uh, with those guys and with Masvidal. He was Masvidal's, like, wrestling coach before he even fought. You know what I mean? So he's been in the game for a while. Meanwhile, our uh, boy has a big fight coming up against a, lo- a tough Long Island kid, Vince Pichel, fighting Gregor Gillespie. It's gonna be a tough night for Vince, but I, you know, Vince is strong and he's been in the game for a while. But Gregor's Gregor's wrestling is is tough, man. You know, and his stand up's getting good too. He's a uh, he's a tough guy. He's a tough fight for anybody. Yeah, Vince knows that. I think I, mean, I think if, if you know if Vince, if Vince lands that shot, that knee, he hits really hard, right? I mean, you've been in there with him. Uh, he definitely hits hard. He definitely hits hard. I'll give him that. He, uh, he. I mean, that was like five years ago. I, I do remember thinking that I don't want to get hit by Vince. You know, you don't want to get hit by him a lot. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting fight. It's a great, it's actually a really good fight card. Volante uh, is fighting on it as well. Um, there's a lot of lightweights, I think, on the card. Yeah, Jake Ellenberger's on the card against Ben Saunders. It's the one in uh, Utica. Yeah, yeah. I yep. can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. Well, listen, Al, thank you for calling in or being on the podcast. I was calling you. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, I'll be a big. I'll be. I was rooting for you like hell. I'll always be rooting for you, man. And uh, thanks. Thanks for being uh, there for me. So I appreciate that, man. Uh, anytime, man. I appreciate you. Appreciate. Appreciate you having me out. Always. All right. Take care. Have a good weekend. You too. All right. That was Ally Aquinta. He's got to change his nickname to 
Dangerfield, Al Dangerfield can't get no respect around here. <laughs> no, yeah, I could just see Joe Jaggy with the meme. <laughs> of no Rod- respect. Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> He's right, though. With a full camp, I mean, who knows? It would have been a more challenging fight for Khabib. A wave, dude. Al, Al could have won that with a full camp. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fuck, a challenging fight. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was trading for Ferguson. I mean, uh, I mean, Khabib was yeah. Khabib and Ferguson. I was training for a strictly stand-up fighter. Uh huh. So yeah, he's he's got a lot of good points there. And I just read on uh, Twitter that Khabib is he apparently says he's in negotiations to fight McGregor right now. Yeah, after McGregor is done getting suspended in two thousand eighty. <laughs> I really hope Khabib doesn't have that mentality like only give me big fights but I want to see him fight actually like number one contenders I want to see him you know fight who's who's, who's Tony uh, Ferguson is I want to see Tony, him fight he's going to be out for like a year though yeah he has leg is so, his leg you've seen the pictures of his uh, big ass scar on his oh, leg oh god yeah <laughs> it's like Jeez. a foot long down it's the like a c-section leg. yeah it's, like, it's horrible it's Damn. Like horrible so what do you got coming up Joe um, got some cool things in the works. Wean Dog t-shirt's going to be out soon. Uh, go follow me on Twitter, the Wean Dog, same as for Instagram. Join the join the goddamn Wean Dog Nation Facebook group on Facebook. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Go listen to Wean Dog Radio. My last episode I did this week was about witches and warlocks and witchcraft. And girls that you're going to date next week <laughs> on, on, on the show. Can't wait to hear all about it. That's it, dude. Uh, I will be at the Grand Junction, Colorado at the Avalon Theater this Friday night. Uh, this Friday night, Grand Junction, Colorado. Next week, next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, Portland, Oregon, and Sunday at Harvey's Comedy Club in Portland, Oregon. Then I'm going to be in Naples, Florida, May 3rd to the uh, 6th at the Off the Hook Comedy Club. Minneapolis, House of Comedy in Minnesota, May 9th to the 13th. Uh, so come check me out there. Um, also, if you're a fan of the podcast, get an MMA Roses versus Everybody t-shirt. You can get it on adamhunter.com. I will personally mail it to you. I mailed out like six this week. Um, also... Uh, which is a lot. Uh, also, um, <laughs> for me. Also, if you go on Amazon and you shop on Amazon, okay, go to adamhunter.com first. Click on the banner on my page. It takes two seconds. And then shop on Amazon. So click on the Amazon banner that's on there. You click on it, and then uh, I make money on that. It doesn't cost you any money. It helps out the podcast. So far, I think we're up to $14 in six months. <laughs> but, but it helps. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you, Al Ayakinta. Thank you for Shay War Princess. I uh, hope you guys have a great week. Bye-bye. Trap, sons and trap, don't sons Tune is on the